Creative Babble. I'm Neil McTie. And I'm Javier Leva. And this is the Ponzi Playbook. So, Neil, what if I told you I could save your soul? I would jump at that opportunity, Javier. Well, I know of one particular saint, Saint Mother Teresa, that could actually help you accomplish that goal. You heard of the name? I certainly have. Mother Teresa is going to actually help me with uh, my soul saving. Yeah, this Albanian Indian Catholic Church nun who was the founder of the Missionaries of Charity. Well. Everyone knows the name, but did you know that there are some serious criticisms surrounding St. Mother Teresa of Calcutta? Wait a minute here. I'm a bit perplexed. This is the Mother Teresa. You're telling me that there are question marks surrounding this saintly figure? I know. I was really thrown off by this, too, but apparently... Some of Mother Teresa's critics say that she was less interested in helping the poor. In fact, she was more interested in leveraging her political contacts, and she was accused of mismanaging an enormous amount of money that she received from donations. Oh, gosh. You mean like uh, the SEC is going to come in and charge <laughs> charge Mother Teresa? Well, or I guess, the GLD. I don't know. Yeah, because I guess technically we're outside of the uh, United States jurisdiction here. But this is a bit shocking. I'm a little unsettled. I don't know what to do. I'm a little perplexed. Well, the good news is that we don't know if any of this is true. And today's episode is not about the Mother Teresa. It's about another Mother Teresa, right, Neil? Oh, oh, yes. That's right, Javier. Today, we're going to be talking about another Mother Teresa, an unbelievable story from South Florida. I'm going to take you down there, and we're going to meet Joanna Garcia, who, as she claimed on her own website, was often referred to as Mother Teresa in her community. So, And I love this, Neil, because... We don't know if anybody actually called her Mother Teresa, but she writes that the only reference to her as Mother Teresa is on her own company website, where she says that some people often refer to her as Mother Teresa in the community. And that's because she says, Joanna has always been known as a hardworking woman that has had her priorities in line. Joanna will always put her family and friends first. And that's why she refers to herself as the Mother Teresa in her community. So let's talk about this lady, Joanna Garcia. What's she all about? I know she lives in my hometown of South Florida, but what's she up to? So Joanna Garcia is a really interesting person who, around 2016, somehow out of nowhere in Florida, founds this company called MJ Taxes and More. I was kind of curious what MJ was, what it stood for, and it's M 
J, that is her first initial and middle initial, which is M, just inverted. Yeah, MJ taxes and more, more meaning the Ponzi scheme. The Ponzi scheme, exactly. (laughs) So Joanna Garcia has this company, MJ taxes and more. It's starting to grow. It's doing taxes for often for the immigrant community, the small business community, also people who just want their personal taxes done, typically individuals or, you know, one, two or three person small businesses. So it's a small family company providing that value. As the years go on, MJ Taxes and More is hiring more tax advisors and folks to help people. And it realizes that it has a large client pool. This is a legitimate business. Everything you've described so far is a legitimate business, right? Presumably. For all intents and purposes, it's a legitimate business. It's helping clients do their taxes and handle fairly simple legal matters like such as you know notarizing documents or things like that. But you were saying that now, after a while, they have a large business base, right? Like a clientele base? Yeah, they do because they're providing value and they start to realize, and when I say they, Joanna Garcia and the other associates that she's hired to build her business, they start to realize that they could provide additional value. And one of the ways they sought to provide value is they created a sister company called MJ Capital Funding LLC. And this is in the middle of 2020, which promised both purchasers and merchants, as they called them. We'll refer to purchasers as investors and merchants as the recipients of funds or business owners or businesses themselves, they started to realize, hey, we can help these merchants by providing them with what are called merchant cash advances or basically loans that would help those businesses with their cash flow needs and would provide incredible returns to the investors or purchasers. Yeah, they're offering some pretty huge returns. And I mean, we're looking at 120% to 180% return on your investment. I mean, that's pretty significant. That's pretty significant. Yeah, in a year, right? So you give them 10,000 bucks, just imagine what you can do with the returns. Uh, And you're getting paid monthly too. So it's a pretty attractive investment. In fact, there's some great language from the website. I'd, I'd like to read it to you. So, quote, it is understandable that different types of business owners may face tough times in different industries. Expenses and opportunities may arise unexpectedly where traditional financing may not be sufficient. For this reason, an alternative option to satisfy a business's financial needs may be the best option. MJ Capital Funding would love to step in and lend a hand with our Merchant Cash Advance Program. Our simplified four-step process allows us to quickly support your business needs. Essentially, our goal is to help you and your business thrive during uncertain times by working with our specialists in a customizable merchant cash advance program. So let me see if I understand this correctly. A traditional bank would think that working with you would be too risky, financially risky, so therefore... MJ Capital Funding will take on that risk and provide your business with the financial loans that 
the traditional banking system would never, ever consider giving you, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because these are typically very risky loans, right? Startup businesses, businesses with not much cash flow history or questionable receivables. So that must be where the Mother Teresa angle comes in because yes. uh, they are giving you a loan strictly on faith alone. Strictly on faith. And it's so saintly, isn't it? You know, you have somebody knock on your door, they talk about their children, their family, their dreams, their hopes, and then they say, you know, I've got a 520 credit score. I have debt up the wazoo. I am running a, a startup that's losing money, but I really just need 5,000 bucks, you know? Yeah. So MJ Capital is like, you know what? We're not going to deny that loan. And it's easy to see how someone, let's say an immigrant that's starting fresh and trying to start their own business, but just doesn't have the capital to do it, or anybody that would be rejected by a bank, how they could fall for this because, you know, at first blush, it looks pretty good, right? They say, we'll accept you whether you have good or bad credit. We'll give you fast approval, no collateral, no upfront fees, no hidden charges. Up to $200,000 quickly with no personal guarantee for your business. And all this sounds great, but these could also be too good to be true, right? Which should be red flags. Yeah, it should be red flags. And, you know, you put yourself in the mind of a small business owner or perhaps somebody who's new to the United States or does not speak English or feels marginalized, but suddenly comforted by a company like MJ Capital Funding and encounters this Mother Teresa figure, it seems like, well, this is great. This is really going to help me and I can de-risk the whole situation. I mean, who, if this were legitimate, would turn down the opportunity to take a loan that basically doesn't put you on the hook and is almost instantaneous? I mean, yeah, it's too good to be true, but you can also see how it's a lure and how it's so attractive. So we all know what's coming, right? Yeah. <laughs> we know this is too good to be true and the crash is about to happen. And like the real Mother Teresa says, that suffering is a gift from God. What happens to some of these investors? Well, let me tell you, Javier, and I'm going to actually use Joanna's own words. This is Joanna Garcia's promise. MJ Capital Funding can say that no purchaser has ever received a late payment from MJ Capital, let alone a mispayment. Joanna has an impeccable accounts payable department. Joanna and the whole company stands behind that. But as we know, this thing is on the Ponzi playbook. <laughs> and because of that, we know that a lot of folks have had a missed payment and a late payment and their accounts payable department, frankly, hasn't been cutting too many checks. Hmm. Yeah. So let me get into the dirty details here because this Mother Teresa really has changed directions. All right. So let's talk about the people affected by this. There's 15,000 yeah. investors. All right. Yeah. And what is this? $196 million in funds. Yeah, uh, $196 million of investor funds were received into the scheme. $196 million that they recruited from those 15,400 investors. 
Incredible. It's incredible, frankly, there's the amount of money this Ponzi scheme raised in just over a year. It's incredible. In just a little over a year. That's insane. In just a little over a year. I mean, it's kind of embarrassing other Ponzi schemers at this point who, you know, rake in one-tenth of that over five to ten years. Well, that just tells you what great saleswoman <laughs> Joanna Garcia really is, right? Like, in order to raise that much cash. Yeah, you've got to be an exceptional salesperson. It's true, because one, you have to establish trust, hence the Mother Teresa image. But two, you really have to be a go-getter and a motivator and a great team leader of other salespeople, because clearly Joanna wasn't individually going out there to seek all 15,400 investors. She needed a team. And that's, that's where this Ponzi gets really interesting. Yeah, so tell me about some of the other people that were involved in this Ponzi scheme. Yeah, one of her co-conspirators was somebody by the name of Christian J. Gonzalez. You know, he recruited what were sales agents, and those sales agents went out to prospective investors, basically stating that MJ Capital, you know, made 30 to 50 merchant cash advance loans per month, which was a false statement and would make other statements to really inspire these sales agents, he'd pay those sales agents 10% on the funds that would be raised and would also receive a commission himself. So Christian Gonzalez was one of the co-conspirators who recruited sales agents who then brought in prospective investors. And that's basically what Joanna did is she went out and she brought on these sort of top performers who then recruited their downline. And this really wasn't a multi-level marketing scheme, but it was commission-based. So someone like Christian Gonzalez was getting a commission, and then Gonzalez had sales agents. They got paid commissions, and they could recruit others. And they built this massive sales engine and funnel that fed this beast. So along with Christian Gonzalez, we also have Pavel Ruiz. Pavel was a really, really top performer. In fact, Pavel brought in some 70 sales agents himself, and he actually hauled in $46 million in investment dollars from 5,100 investors. So when we look at the whole scheme, that's one-third of the number of investors, one-quarter of the total amount of investment proceeds, Pavel got paid over 250000 in commissions, but this is where Pavel gets really interesting. He transferred $6.5 million to himself from those sales agents and then just left one point two to MJ Capital. So he was kind of running his own scheme underneath of Joanna's <laughs> scheme, and I kind of wondered, did, did she know about what he was doing? Yeah, he's bringing in $46 million and pocketing $6.5 million for himself. And that's pretty interesting, you know, thick as thieves, I guess. Yeah, exactly. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So, you know, the scheme is just growing so rapidly, Javier. I mean, to get to almost 200 million in just a little over two years, things can't possibly just be stable. Not everyone is going to be complicit. You're not going to be able to control things. And apparently there were some cracks. The Ponzi scheme itself is pretty typical and run-of-the-mill Ponzi scheme. But what's really fascinating about the story is how this whole thing came crashing down and unraveled before our very eyes. Because someone like you and I, that like a bloodhound for Ponzi schemes, must have gotten a whiff of what MJ Capital was doing. One of the things that happens right here that's really interesting with the story is that there's this website that was created, MJ Capital Funds, with two S's at the end. Somebody basically decided to expose the Ponzi. So this website was calling them out. And as a result of that, MJ Capital sued the site's creator in federal court, demanding a jury trial on a defamation claim. You can't make this stuff up. I mean, is this for real? Like, A Ponzi schemer is suing somebody who's exposing the Ponzi scheme and claiming defamation. I mean, yeah, this is amazing. Yeah, and it's true. As an aside, I think it's interesting because when you sue somebody, you open yourself up for discovery, right? And yeah, isn't that a stupid thing to do? It so is. And you're also putting yourself out there in public record, which opens you up to a lot of scrutiny and invasion and risk. So it was quite a bold move, but it was also sort of necessary, right? Because if you look at it, what else was the company supposed to do when the Ponzi was being exposed? Stop robbing Peter to pay Paul. (laughs) Yeah, maybe make things whole, right? Yeah, Yeah, Pay back your investors. Yeah, maybe stop doing a Ponzi scheme. So before we move ahead, Javier, to discuss the collapse Something really interesting happened in that lawsuit. As I was reading through it, I found that the individual who put the website up exposing the Ponzi scheme actually tried to then extort $150,000 from Joanna Garcia in order to have the website taken down, which then led to the lawsuit. So This individual, yeah, was trying to expose the Ponzi and certainly did, but also thought, hey, you know, maybe I should get my share. That's really interesting. And do we know who this guy is? Do you know? I found this individual and uh, I reached out via text, haven't received a response yet, but maybe if we get a a response one day, Javier, we can do a little follow-up. Oh yeah, I'd love to talk to this guy. Absolutely. (laughs) He's a financial vigilante. I love it. Yeah, exactly. And I don't think the extorting actually worked, but, you know, good try. Well, but the website, you know, putting that up there, that was a pretty interesting move there. It was. And if you look at the Wayback Machine, the Internet Archive, it's really well done. I mean, it's well written. It asks a lot of interesting questions. And it's also out to really protect people. You can tell that it's designed to expose a a fraud and to advise others to avoid it or cash out as quickly as they could. But you're right, though. This did get a lot of attention, and especially from the FBI. An undercover FBI agent visited MJ Capital's office in South Florida 
and posed as a potential investor. And boy, did that go wrong. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, those FBI agents, particularly the undercover ones, are so skilled and so deft. I mean, this is these are folks who train and do counter-espionage. They're no joke. So when they show up, they're playing along perfectly and just building a case, which will then lead to the collapse. It's interesting in this case too, Javier, the agent actually gave the company $10,000. And they were told upon giving that 10,000 bucks that it would generate a guaranteed 10% return each month for the next 12 months, which falls in line with that 120% return annual rate. So it was the exact scheme and it was alive and well. Even the FBI agent was uh, about to enjoy the fruits of uh, the scheme. All right. So the agent, like you said, gave them $10,000. He's hoping for a 10% return within the year. So does that happen? Yeah. So instead of the return happening, uh, what follows are just one after the other, just massive punches to the Ponzi scheme's face. I mean, the SEC files a complaint against Joanna Garcia and her two companies in August 2021. That was just damning. It totally obliterates the scheme. Joanna Garcia is now exposed as the Mother Teresa of Ponzi's. And then as the year progresses, by August 2022, the SEC files a complaint against Pavel Ruiz. Then August 2022, the DOJ files an indictment against Pavel Ruiz. The SEC files a complaint against Christian Gonzalez in September of 22. And if it couldn't get worse, November of 2022, the DOJ files an indictment against Christian Gonzalez. But you can see someone's name is not appearing in a criminal complaint, which I find very interesting. Yeah. So where's Joanna in all this? I mean, so far, she just has a SEC complaint against her and her company, but no criminal charges. Yeah, she's not been indicted. Uh, she does appear in the criminal filing against Ruiz, but she's only referred to as co-conspirator one. We do know that the SEC and Garcia agreed to a partial settlement that would essentially put the agency's complaint against her on the back burner. So are you saying Joanna Garcia, a.k.a. Mother Teresa, was saved? <laughs> How do they make you a saint? What is the process? The oh, well... I don't know. I'm just diet Catholic. How, how am I supposed to know these things? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, actually. I don't know how they make... Yeah, I know you have to create three miracles. Oh, there we go. Is the, it three or two? I thought no, it was two. No, three miracles. Everything happens in threes. Oh, okay. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So one thing's for sure, Javier, as to Garcia's sainthood, maybe to some she's acted out miracles. But we certainly haven't seen the 196 million just poof out of thin air back into all the investors' hands. And the SEC, in fact, in the settlement that was put forth before the judge, 
stated that there is a, quote, parallel federal criminal investigation. So it's uh, probably not too pretty behind the scenes for Joanna. So in other words, you think that the other shoot might drop? Yeah, it's probably going to drop. Considering the SEC settled and Gonzalez and Ruiz have already been indicted, Garcia's the mastermind, right? This all began with Garcia. It may be that she has some potential defenses that have made it a little bit more tricky for the DOJ to indict her. For example, we saw with Ruiz this sort of clear transfer of that $6.5 million. She might be throwing Ruiz under the bus. She might be doing the same with Gonzalez or others. Or she may have really, really good lawyers who are protecting her against the indictment. But I can't imagine her walking away from this with just a slap on the wrist with the SEC. Well, if she does, it would be a truly wonderful miracle. It would be a miracle worthy of sainthood, I would say, because that would be quite an impressive achievement. There are a lot of supporters of Joanna. In fact, shortly after the indictment and the collapse of the Ponzi, up on change.org showed a petition, and there were over 3,000 signatures in support of Joanna Garcia the last time I checked. And I've sort of captured a couple of them. And could you read one of them for our listeners? Because these are pretty incredible. I mean, people really love Joanna. She really was Mother Teresa to these folks. Oh, yeah. One person wrote, I am a retired U.S. Marine and I vouch for Joanna Garcia. I have been a purchaser since 2020 and I have received a check every month for the last 11 months. The people saying that she deceived them is absolutely false. Yeah, that's such a classic sort of Ponzi defense. Like, I've been getting my payments every month, so there can't be anything wrong. But of course, we don't see behind the curtain. Another change.org supporter wrote, I've been getting my paycheck on time and no missed payments. I hope this is a feeble attempt from our government and greedy people. (laughs) I mean, I read that and I'm just like, gosh, you know, the wool is really pulled over the eyes. But that's how this works. You know, you've got to get believers on board and people who are willing to defend you. And But there was one on there that really I just loved. Somebody by the name of Bernie Madoff on September what? 8, 2022, wrote, she's running a Ponzi scheme. And I mean, Bernie, you know, God rest your soul. But uh, you're probably right. So, Neil, what's happening next time on the Ponzi Playbook? So we're going to head down to Texas and we're going to meet a, quote, Christian, right? Radio host, Doc Gallagher, who happened to get three life sentences for his scheme. This is a case that's going to blow your mind and who exploited people who were faithful, truly faithful Mm. in an effort to enrich himself. So let's head on down to Texas. All right. Well, that's next time on Ponzi Playbook. And whatever you do, please don't start a Ponzi. Ponzi.